Welcome to the show, Five Star FM. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Ooh boy, welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly, and we have some spicy comments from Joseph Martinez coming up later in the episode, but first up, it is the match review of the 3-0 loss against Austin FC at the Benz, and it is definitely one of the worst losses that we've suffered at home in recent memory, slash really almost ever. Uh, I mean, it is not pretty, uh, although, albeit it's against the club that's uh, looking at the standings between both of the clubs, I mean, second in the West for Austin FC, having a great year, and Atlanta United in the dredges, we're 11th place in the Eastern Conference, and uh, yeah, you know, this kind of told the tale a little bit uh, before the match even started, but uh, yeah, you know. Austin FC, uh, they apparently rested both of their leading scorers for this match. Uh, kind of telltale of the state of LA United and what they think of the competition at the moment. They rolled that die and it worked out for them. Uh, they proved to Austin FC that, uh, you know, why they are one of the best, if not the best, uh, road team in MLS this season and one of the highest scoring teams. Uh, I mean, yeah, we came out of the blocks uh, pretty decently with the uh, the first scoring chance. But uh, yeah, Austin FC, they, they kind of showed, uh, you know, why they are so hot right now. And it's, uh, it is not pretty on our defense. Uh, it's basically... You know, without uh, going into the weeds, uh, I mean, it basically, it's symptomatic of a lot of ball watching, a lot of switching off, not following runners, uh, you know, players on the back post not being marked, uh, runs not being checked, uh, just overall awareness from the defensive line and the midfield just not there, uh, you know, kind of checked out maybe at times it's uh it's something that's obviously been symptomatic throughout this season and uh it reared its ugly head again today or not today but in this match and uh yeah i mean la united uh we had our chances in some senses uh and i would say yeah their keeper did make some uh some good stops uh and i mean Looking at that XG, I mean, we we had like a 1.65 XG. We probably could have had two goals in this match. But, uh, you know, the clinical nature of this squad at the moment, not quite there fully either. Uh, it is, of course, just the second time that uh, Luis Araujo, uh Tiago Almada, and Jose Martinez all started uh, together. But, uh, yeah, we did see that Marcelino Moreno was not started in this match. Uh, Ronaldo Cisneros uh, was favored. And, yeah, I mean, uh, Josetu Ibarra in that midfield again. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, on paper, uh, attack and midfield-wise should be enough to at least, uh, you know, make some noise. And uh, I think, you know, you have the inexperience, you have the naivete, of uh, the back line in which, you know, Aiden McFadden, uh, 
you know, a rookie uh, in MLS, just made his debut like uh, four matches ago. Uh, George Campbell also uh, not a uh, super experienced player. And then, of course, uh, teenage homegrown Caleb Wiley as well. I mean, Alan Franco uh, is tasked with leading this back line and also uh, Rocco Rios Novo, who, yeah, not very much uh, too experienced either. And, uh, you know, although very good on the ball with his feet, uh, still wanting in some uh, some uh, areas of shot stopping as well. And, uh, I mean, you know, there are, I think it's this too. I mean, is it really his fault on some of these goals? I wouldn't really say so. I mean, there were some parries and some good blocks uh, made by Rocco Rios Novo. Uh, a double save at one point. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, uh, you tip your cap to Austin FC uh, largely, but you also, I think, acknowledge the uh, the shortcomings and the pitfalls of this very inexperienced and young defensive side uh, that has been depleted by injuries, but also, uh, you know, we will talk about Joseph Martinez's uh, comments about motivation from the players. Apologies, I'm about to sneeze. Maybe not. Okay, but anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, LA United, we took 19 shots and uh, we ended the night scoreless. It's uh, definitely, yeah, uh, something pretty uh, pretty awful in that regard of, uh, you know, being clinical. Uh, but like I mentioned in the, uh, you know, in our... Uh, in our recap of uh, you know on social media, attack-wise, it didn't look absolutely hapless. You know, we we were creating those chances. Uh, I think you know, looking at it from an objective standpoint, it's not really uh, you know always on the attack. There's a game state that really plays into this as well. You know, uh, one nil, two nil is way different than a one one or a, you know, 2-2, two, two, or even, you know, leading. Uh, there is a lot of unluckiness uh, as well, uh, not only with injuries, obviously, but, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, our ability in front of goal. Uh, you know, there's just some chances that are missed, and, you know, the team starts pressing uh, in the sense that, uh, you know, they feel the, uh, the nerves to, uh, you know, to score in front of the home squad. Uh, or, you know, in front of the home fans. And it's just something that, uh, you know, gets harder and harder as uh, the lead uh, gets more and more insurmountable. But uh, I think another thing that needs to be talked about in this match uh, is, uh, yeah, that first seven minutes and 30 seconds of silence in the supporter section. Uh, definitely a... Uh, a poignant message sent by the fans uh, that because the club stayed silent on uh, the Roe versus Wade being overturned, uh, yeah, there, uh, you know, there's every right that the fans shows their displeasure at the club, at the state of the club for essentially, uh, you know, not sticking up for the female fans. Uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, people upset at this and uh, you know however which way you stand on uh, the matter I mean 
you think about it from the standpoint of uh, you know you have uh, you have sisters, you have uh, mothers, wives, uh, girlfriends, uh, people you know that uh, are in your life that are female. That's uh, you know I, I think it behooves um, everyone to listen to the uh, the arguments and uh, listen to why uh, people are upset and not dismiss. The, uh, the reasons why as, you know, some sort of um, kind of dismissive uh, comment of, like, you know, ridiculousness that uh, can be part of it. Uh, and, and it's one of these, guys, like, if you have problems with me talking about this, uh, you know, so be it. But uh, it's uh, part and parcel of, um, you know, I think, of our society. And, you know, this club is... Something that uh, we all want to be proud of, and there are people that are very much, uh, you know, in the, uh, you know, looking at the uh, the club right now. Uh, that this is not a good look. This is, uh, you know, the club wise not putting out any sort of statements, uh, while other clubs have, and um, you know, kind of oftentimes we've seen something from the club, uh, maybe. Is it uh, is it just to uh, to appease some of the uh, the louder parts of the fan base? Uh, I mean, you know, sometimes it is, and sometimes uh, we question it if it's coming from a uh, you know from a genuine place. But uh, the tifo uh, this time as well, um, you know, there was a message that was sent, and it wasn't really put out on social media. Uh, you know, very fascinating indeed. Why, uh, why there are parts of it that are, uh, you know, kind of put out there, and then parts of uh, parts of our our whole culture that are not. And uh, I think it's something that we need to audit uh, completely and hold our uh, our club accountable. But uh, back to this match, it is, uh, yeah, very unfortunate results uh, and. Let's get into the uh, the spiciness after the match. So uh, yeah, into the news, and that that news is that Jose Martinez, uh, yeah, he went on a little bit of a rant. Uh, it was uh, it was very, I think, uh, not very emotional. It was very, uh, you know, matter of the fact, really, uh, the way he delivered it. But he mentioned that uh, you know when he was asked about what happened. Uh, he said, this happened months ago. It's not a surprise for us. We played like this months ago. Uh, on uh, being asked when uh, Pineda saying the team needs to show more fight for each other. And if it hasn't been happening, how's it going to start Wednesday night? Uh, yeah, Joseph said, I don't know. You guys are journalists. You can analyze it better than us from the outside. What was said in here will stay in here. Uh, but... And you can have your opinions out there whenever, whenever you want. You guys decide what you want. Since 2017, a lot of things have changed, so there aren't any surprises. We have a lot of players injured. They came here and played better than us and deserved to win, so it's not a surprise that we lost. Uh, on Gonzalo, uh, Gonzalo Pinedo's comments about seeing a different team on Wednesday night against Real Salt Lake, he said, soccer, sometimes you win, sometimes you can lose. It's a sport. Probably we have to apologize to the people who came here to watch the best soccer. 
probably it's not the best day for us. We try to fight. They were a better team than us. The next game is the next game. You never know what can happen in the next game. Uh, and uh, yeah, he also talked about on if he agrees the coach's comments that the team isn't fighting for each other enough on the field. He said, yeah, actually 100%. This didn't happen today. It happened at the beginning of the season. We play because we have to play, but in training, some people don't have that energy. Some people don't know what they have to do or they don't recognize or appreciate the jersey and what we've been doing for a long time and probably that's the biggest problem. The injuries isn't the biggest problem. We play soccer and you can have injuries every day and some people still think, oh, because we lost that guy, this guy, we all mis make mistakes and we are professionals. We are not kids anymore. And if we and if you come here and you have to know what to, you have to do and you don't come here for 100%, probably you don't have to choose to play at this club. That's the message for everyone. If you want to bring guys here, it's because they want to play here and it's not because of business. And that's been happening for a long time. Ooh, really, really interesting comments there. And this comes on the heels of uh, pretty much the press uh, conference being delayed for an hour after the match. And so, uh, you know, obviously there was probably a little bit of uh, some hair dryer treatment from Gonzalo Pineda after this match. Uh, lots being said, maybe, maybe the players coming out and uh, saying something as well. Uh, maybe the locker room leaders, maybe Joseph Martinez. We don't know. We may never find out. But I think this bit from Joseph Martinez that, you know, the players that have been brought here because of business, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you've uh, you've kind of seen this where players that are of the ilk of a uh, young guy that's from South America that, uh, you know, maybe is want away already before he even comes into the club, uh, and then, yeah, you know, guys that, uh, you know, maybe are not uh, quite ready yet uh, and are brought in because we can maybe possibly make, uh, you know, buku money on their transfer fee in the future. Uh, is it something that we need to audit from uh, the front office that, you know, those players uh, that are brought in need to be guys that want to be here that, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get into maybe a little bit more of my thoughts in a bit. But uh, Joseph Martinez, he mentioned more as a, as a leader and captain, uh, if he's spoken to these players about his concerns, he said, yes, and it could also be my fault. Maybe, as they say, the tree that always bears the most fruit is the one that's always or that's also picked the most. I'm the first one to recognize that we've had bad games and we've ha also brought many good games. And we brought this city a lot of joy. But it's a strange year, and that's life. Sometimes we have to fight with what we what we have and move forward. The people who are with us now, like the 70,000 people who were here tonight, know that they're with us, and we hope the good times come back again. Uh, he also mentioned about uh, this being his last year and uh, you know him not knowing if he's going to be here. Uh or, you know, he's got one more year on his contract, rather, and him not knowing if he's going to be here. But he said, on his comments, if he wants to stay here as long as the team wants him, uh, are you, are you, is he thinking about possibly leaving? He said, I still have one year. I enjoy every day because I have to say, thank you, God, bringing me back to the field. I try to do my best. Sometimes I can play good, sometimes not. Sometimes I can score, sometimes not. I play my, I put my whole body on the fucking field, and 
and this is not discussed but you know it's soccer it's life probably this team needs more players and we think about it so yeah uh, very interesting comments from joseph martinez uh in which yeah i mean you know has he been playing his best soccer well, I mean, you know, he is two years now removed from the ACL injury. And if you know anything about ACL injuries, it's basically, you know, that first year is very much the recovery year. You're still uh, getting back to uh, the norm. And, you know, the year after that, uh, you may still have some niggling uh, things that return. But, uh, you know, you may not fully get back until probably the third year. And so it does... Um, you know, speak to that in the recovery period that uh, hopefully Joseph Martinez can get back to his best and uh, the explosiveness that, uh, you know, obviously the type of player he is. But obviously we need to start thinking about if, uh, you know, Joseph Martinez does have a long-term future here. Uh, you know, if uh, if he next year doesn't return to his best, uh, what would we do? Uh, it would be a matter of if Atlanta United wanted him. Now, uh, really getting into now what's going on at Atlanta United and what's going wrong. I mean, there could be a, really a number of things. Obviously, uh, injuries uh, play a big part right now. But, uh, you know, there is that stat out there that Atlanta United, we've won one game in 61 games against teams that are above the playoff line. Think about that again. Uh, you know, in the uh, in our games since 2020, one game in 61 games against teams above the playoff line since 2020. Like that's that's pretty terrible. Uh, you know, we uh, we've beat up on the uh, the lower teams in the table, and uh, you know, anytime a team that comes in. Uh, that is, uh, you know, higher up in the standings. We're playing well. We just have not done it. And, uh, you know, there's, I think, something to that. Uh, you know, Carlos Bocanegra, he, uh, since 2020, he's let go of uh, and fired two managers. Uh, there has been uh, quite a bit of turnover on players. And uh, we've spent about $20 million, uh, without... Uh, manager at times as well uh, during that uh, during that time and I think you you gotta look at the type of players that uh, you know Carlos Bocanegra has brought in you know um, you know there is also Darren Eels uh, that's part of this uh, in that ethos of bringing players that might fetch a big transfer fee later on uh, you know somewhere in Europe and that's the hope but uh, you know you look at Ezekiel Barco who's since uh gone on loan to River Plates and hasn't gone for a big uh, big transfer fee. You know, Miguel Miron did. Um, you know, he has been, he's had a fledgling career at uh, at Newcastle United, not really always starting, but uh, has had some decent moments. But uh, yeah, you know, we bring a lot of South American players uh, into this squad and, you know, you know, some of them are established, uh, a lot of them are not. Some of them are super young and are unfamiliar with this league, but also, uh, you know, still learning their trade. I think, uh, you know, there's a lack of MLS pedigree. There is, uh, you know, maybe a little too much focus on the youth 
Uh, and there is that where we, you know, move on some uh, some talent from the academy to uh, to Europe. But uh, you know, is there a is there a like through line of uh, you know of a vision of what we're doing here? Uh, I'm not sure that a lot of fans are seeing that. I mean, uh, you know, there's also maybe a lack of motivation, as Jose Martinez has pointed out, that uh, maybe some players are not trying as hard in training and also in the matches. I mean, you know, who uh, who is he talking about? We can only speculate, but, uh, you know, uh, some could blame the coach as uh, Gonzalo Pineda. He is, uh, you know, still a uh, relatively inexperienced coach and, uh, you know, it's one of those things, are the tactics really to blame? I'm not really seeing that uh, that's really the largest issue as the, uh, you know, in terms of our buildup, our, uh, our pressing seems fine, uh, our shape mostly complements the attributes of our attackers, uh, albeit Jose Martinez, he is uh, starved of a lot of service, uh, but he also, you know, because if you look at you know, the 2017, 2018, 2019 season, the type of service he's receiving is very different now. Uh, he's mostly having to uh, to poach goals versus, uh, you know, on that counter, uh, on that, uh, you know, the ball over the top or the, the through balls, the uh, near post runs where he's uh, he's met with a service that's, uh, you know, the, the type of service that he needs you know, that's low to the feet that he can redirect into goal. It's uh, really vastly different, the, uh, you know, the type of um, the type of passes that he's getting. And uh, so, you know, we're not really catering to him per se either. So, you know, kind of choose really uh, what you're wanting to do. You bring in players that can actually, uh, you know, feed the guy or, uh, you know, also he is he part of the problem? You know, uh, some fans might say that uh, he's a shell of once, who he once was. Uh, but I think you can also point a large part to defensively. The uh, the players, they switch off far too often. Uh, too naive. Uh, you know, a lot of ball watching. I mean, it is basically that. I mean, the front office uh, definitely plays a large part into, uh, you know, who are brought in. Uh, and then Gonzalo Pineda, obviously, with those players, has to find a cohesiveness in in that, uh, in how we play. But, uh, you know, obviously all of these things play a massive part into uh, the state of the club at the moment. But, uh, yeah, you know, um, I think a lot, of, uh, a lot of fans will point to injuries that we have like a starting 11, starting 11's worth of uh, injuries. Uh, you know, you have Ozzy Alonso, a, uh, a player that probably uh, played a big part into our uh, into our earlier games that uh, we looked pretty competent. But I mean, you know, I think at the end of the day, we still have not been world beaters. We, uh, you know, we feasted on the teams lower in the table and ultimately, uh, you know, with the injuries, with the uh, recruiting with uh, you know just the decisions that have been made so far what can be said is that it's obviously not working 
I mean, we're 11th in the standings, and uh, we're in mid-July, more or less. And, you know, I think we need to start looking at uh, the leaders at the top and uh, how it uh, trickles down from there. Uh, because this has been going on for some time now. And, you know, Carlos Bocanegra, Darren Eels, Arthur Blank, they all need to start looking at uh, each other and seeing what they can do to uh, improve things at LA United. Right now, fans are upset and they have every right to be uh, because we all pay good money to, uh, you know, to see this team... uh, and right now, uh, every which way, there's a lot of things that are upsetting fans. And, uh, you know, whether you're, uh, you know, however which way you look at it, uh, the fans are the lifeblood of the team. And so, yeah, the, uh, the club really needs to figure it out and figure it out soon. There uh, is still a window uh, right now, and it's basically sink or swim. What do they want to do? Uh, you know, we brought in a couple new players, Raul Gudinho, Juanjo Parata. Juanjo Parata made uh, his debut for the club, uh, you know, versus often Austin FC. And, you know, it's uh, how are we going to use these players and how, uh, you know, how successful can we be with them? Uh, you know, obviously we shall see. But uh, guys, let us know in the comments below what you think, what what's going on at the club. But uh, let's get into the match preview for this week. We have a midweek match, thus, uh, you know, this very early episode, uh, you know, this uh, this week. But uh, LA United, they will be playing Real Salt Lake on Wednesday at the Benz at 7.30 p.m. And uh, Real Salt Lake, yeah, they, uh, they're third in the West. They're uh, doing quite well. They, uh, attack-wise, um, you know, they always get a lot of runners into the box they're dangerous uh, when they're chasing the game they uh they're just a club that uh you know have uh some uh some good attack at the moment uh maybe defensively not the strongest uh and in transition they might be able to be uh be had which plays into some of our strengths really but uh yeah, getting into some key departures from Real Salt Lake, Albert Rosnack. Uh, he, of course, uh, made his way into Seattle Sounders. Uh, Anderson Julio, also a big departure for them. But a uh, key acquisition for them was Sergio Cordova. Uh, he was a key uh, senior addition so far. Uh, Venezuelan international 24-year-old Ford. And, uh, yeah, I mean, essentially, uh, you know, Justin Miram, uh, you know, being re-signed there, too. He is a big part of, uh, you know, what they can do as well. It's, uh, you know, maybe someone off the bench. Uh, but also Everton Louise, uh, another player that, uh, you know, has been uh, big for them as well. But uh, the, you know, predictions uh, early on uh, before the season, the pundits had them finishing as high as 10th and as low as 14th in the west. They didn't see a lot of uh, a lot of ability in this team, but they have surprised everyone much like Austin FC and uh, yeah, that Western Conference does look a little bit upside down at the moment. Uh, but uh, yeah, this will be a very very difficult match again. 
and uh, on short rest for Atlanta United. But let's get into the starting 11 predictions for the home team. And I think Goudinho does come in for Rocker Rios Novo. I think uh, you have the new toys. Uh, you know, we just got beat 3-0. Let's try it out. Um, you know, that back line, I think, uh, will be McFadden. Uh, Alan Franco probably will keep his place. I think Juanjo Parata should be the guy that comes in on this match. Uh, George Campbell, you know, he uh, still learning and still learning on the job. Uh, I think there will be uh, some other games that he will uh, be able to play a part. But I think, uh, you know, Juan, uh, Juanjo Parata uh, comes in on this one. Uh, Caleb Wiley is the left back here. Some people have questioned why uh, Wiley is continuing to start. But, I mean, you know, I think uh, Mikey Ambrose, I mean, although he's a veteran, uh, I think if you're going to take the lumps, and especially uh, with this kind of young player that uh, I think... You know, you don't. You didn't really bring in somebody that uh, you know could, uh, you know, in this transfer window that could play over him. I think you see Caleb Wiley start over Mikey Ambrose, as you already know what uh, kind of quantity we have in Mikey Ambrose. But uh, moving into the midfield, Hosetu and Ibarra, I think, uh, are the two in there. Um, you know, you could start Sadic or uh, Santiago Sosa. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, you will need to see some uh, some rotation. Uh, maybe it might be against Orlando City, uh, but I think it's going to be Josetu and Ibarra in the middle there. Uh, Araruju, Almada, and Marcelino Moreno comes back, uh, taking the place of Cisneros. I think here, I think, uh, yeah, you know, you got to persist with the attack and uh, continue to grow that chemistry. And... I think you see Jose Martinez up top. He might be uh, hooked maybe a little earlier in this one. Um, although, yeah, you know, will the, the club do anything about, uh, you know, what he said in this one? I mean, I think, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, post-match, I'm not really sure you do. I mean, yes, uh, Jose Martinez is leveraging his uh, cachet with the fans a lot. Uh, last time that happened, of course, uh, Gabriel Hainsey was, uh, you know, fired pretty much uh, pretty quickly after that. But I think you see, uh, yeah, Jose Martinez, uh, he, he speaks a lot of the truth here. And uh, whether he's, um, you know, not been performing up to his best ability or not, uh, I think you see that his points about player motivation uh, you know, that's very much clear, and it's that. It's like, it's for Gonzalo Pineda. He needs to bring in the guys that, uh, you know, are playing uh, to the best of their ability and are every single game motivated, every single play, uh, you know, working their socks off and switched on. And that's what Gonzalo Pineda, he's tasked with doing right now. But, uh, yeah. That's the uh, the lineup: uh, Gudinho, McFadden, Franco, Parata, Wiley, Josetu, Ibarra, Aruju, Almada, Moreno, and Joseph up top. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. But that gets us to our score predictions for this match, and I think we can I think we can pull out a one-one draw. Uh, I think it's something that you know uh, maybe it's two-two. Maybe we uh, because both teams are a little bit shaky at the back. 
uh, maybe a lot of bits uh, as far as we're concerned. This, uh, you know, this can still, I think, be uh, a draw. We can get a result out of this. Uh, you know, I, you saw against NYCFC that, uh, you know, we were able to fight and, uh, you know, fight until the last minute. I think uh, there will be a response and uh, may, although it might not be a win, I think it will be a result in a draw. So, guys, that pretty much does it for the episode, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, what is most to blame for the state of the club right now? Do you think it's the injuries, player motivation, the coaching, the front office? Let us know in the co comments below. Really curious to what you have to say. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>